Hello and welcome to the Up North Halo podcast. I am, as usual, the host, Nicholas Egdorf, and today I will be covering a couple of my spring training predictions, who I think is going to make the roster, who I think is on the bubble, and before I get into all of that, I did want to read a quote from Perry Manassian about Artie Moreno staying as the owner for the future, and it reads as, I'll just get right into it, and it reads as follows, the payroll is at a record number, but with that being said, there's still opportunities out there to improve. We are examining, and that's exciting. Minazian said that last year at spring training, we signed two players, so that's something we'll continue to look at, how to improve the club. We want this to be a great place to be. And that, that to me says they're not done. And I hope they aren't because they still have a couple of little holes that they need to plug up, like an number six bullpen arm and a bullpen arm as well. So that would be nice to see those two get filled out. But that's that's a good place to start. It would be nice to see them make that move. Also, Jared Walsh, we did kind of get a little bit of an update. It's not really too crazy, but he's swinging a bat again. And he was doing a video for Marucci, and he was swinging it good. Didn't look like he was doing anything out of the ordinary. It was just normal BP, but he looks like he should be ready to go. It, if anything happens, that'd be good. Like anything further develops, he can continue to heal, and we'll be happy to see him back with the team and ready for spring. And also, as we know, the whole World Baseball Classic is happening, and Shohei Otani is, of course, in it. And him and Trout will be, and also Fletcher as well, will be with the team until probably March 1st. And then they will report for their duties for their respective countries. Trout with the U.S., Fletcher with Italy, which I will be buying an Italian David Fletcher jersey, 100%, by the way. And Ashohei Otani with Japan, of course. So those are the last little bits of news Nothing too, too crazy out of the ordinary, but yeah, the uh, whole Artie Moreno thing with Perry going to bat for him and stuff like that, that's just typical GM speak, but there's nothing too else up in the news, but I'll just jump right into what we're going to be talking about, and that is my uh, 26 roster thoughts, and there are 26 roster spots, so I figured I would break down what I think is going to happen with each one who I think is going to make it. This is a way too early prediction, so I don't expect I'll be too, too accurate, but I think I think I've got a pretty good idea. But anyways, I'll just go in by position players first. At catcher, Max Stassi will be probably starting opening day, but he probably won't be there for the whole year. I think that'll be taken over by Logan O'Hoppy by the, probably by the all-star break at the latest if he doesn't already make the team out of camp, it'll probably just be those two. And that'll be a real good tandem to have for a little while. If if they don't go out and sign Gary Sanchez, which it was kind of reported that that was kind of just hearsay that they were even really interested in him. We'll see what happens with that. They could still end up signing him and trading Stassi. But yeah, Stassi's pretty much a lock to make the team unless he's traded him and Ohapi will be platooning quite a bit because they're going to want to get Ohapi more at bats and hopefully he can make a run at making a rookie of the year run but at first base we discussed a little bit about him earlier Jared Walsh who's looking healthy which is always good 
and I think he's primed for a really, really good year. And that's who's going to be man in first base with all of them nice picks and swinging a good bat hopefully this year. And coming off of a career year at second base, Luis Renjifo, I think he's a better second baseman than a shortstop. I don't think his glove plays at shortstop very well. He was very average at best, I think, at at short if he played there. But even at second, he wasn't fantastic. I don't think him and Fletcher platooning at shortstop would be great. I think we should have someone play it a majority of the time, like five days a week, a rest day, and sprinkle in somebody else. I think we still have a, a hole that needs to be filled there. I think someone needs to come in. Maybe not this year. Maybe we wait until Zach Neto. Maybe we go out and make a trade at the deadline. Maybe something falls into our lap and you can make a make a move. But for now, I'm okay with Fletcher there and Renhifo at second. And we might as well get into shortstop next, which I have David Fletcher there making it out of camp there. And I think he's going to have a really good year. He also is looking healthy and I'm happy to see him coming around and just being that number nine guy, just flip the order, get on base, and let the big dogs eat after him. He's going to have a lot of runs scored this year. I think if you were looking at a a betting line, if you look at the total runs scored for a year, if you find a way to take the over on David Fletcher, I feel like that would be a good pick because I feel like that's going to shoot right over. I think he's going to score a lot of runs. And uh, playing right beside him for hopefully the whole year, is Anthony Rendon. With him coming back and serving the suspension at the end of the year and actually playing the last series against Oakland, that really does make me think a lot better that, for one, he's not just here to collect a check. He's coming here to play, and he looks like he's going to have a career year, at least in his Angels career. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. I hope he does some great things. And I think he's probably going to be like third or fourth in RBIs. And that is just what we're looking for. We don't need him to hit home runs. We just need him to hit runs in in some way. It doesn't matter if he's hitting doubles, you know, Tony two two bags, you know. That's exactly what we need. And I hope he's going to be just like the Anthony Rendon of old. I don't think he's going to be 2019 Rendon, but I think he's going to be solid. Just transition out of the infield we'll go to the outfield which is Taylor Ward in left field where I think he's probably gonna have a little bit of a learning curve going from right to left and left field in Angel Stadium is a little bit tougher than it is in right field with the sun lighting at night and stuff like that it kind of messes with your eyes but I think he's still gonna do fine he's a good defender out there he doesn't have to worry as much about the wall in right field so he's not gonna run into it he's also probably going to be pretty much perfectly healthy for the start of spring and that's also good so we we need a little bit he had a very good start we need a little bit more consistency he had spurts but to be honest to expect Ward to achieve what he did last year again is hard because he did so well early and if he does continue it which there is a very plausible chance that he does that. He he will be a middle-of-the-order bat, but I I have my trepidations before just saying, oh yeah, he's a lock for sixth spot in the order and he's going to just crush. 
I have a little bit of worry just to see how pitchers attack him now that they've had a year of how he played and he only really had a good I'd say 40% of the year and that is a little bit concerning that he didn't finish super strong he had a decent second half but I don't know I'm okay with Taylor Ward playing but I just have a little bit of concern that's all of course in center field we have the best there is the best there will be and the best there was Mike Trout we love him Trout just needs to stay healthy simple as that he is Mike Trout no more needs to really be said he's gonna be healthy hopefully the World Baseball Classic gets him into good shape as well so I'm looking for another MVP caliber year out of him so maybe a slight dip from MVP maybe he does show a little bit of his age with the speed maybe taking a slight tick down but he's still Mike Trout so nothing to be afraid of and in right field closing out the position players is Hunter Renfro who was probably my favorite position player pickup and I think he's going to do well that arm's going to play up and right He's going to be able to hit for power. He's going to be able to bat in runs. He's going to be the guy who hits in the Trout, Otani, Rendones. So that's exactly what we need. And and the Walsh's as well, I guess. He's probably going to hit behind him, I would imagine, with going the left, right, left, that we would like to see something a little bit there so we're not stacking too many right-handed pitchers or too many left-handed bats to make a bullpen switch very easy for someone to make against this lineup but anyways Renfro is going to have a really good year I hope he I want to look smart and say I had him having a fantastic year and then he goes out and just does it so that would be really nice to be the one who champions Renfro and he just goes out and balls out that is all eight of the position players I'll get into the starting rotation next and then bullpen and bench. So starting pitching is pretty straightforward. You got Shohei Otani as the ace, who is, of course, Shohei Otani. He's going to be DHing and pitching, of course, because he is the unicorn. And Otani's going to look for another MVP caliber year. And players in contract years typically perform, I'd say, probably 5% better than what they do the prior couple of years. So Look out for Otani to just go on a tear on the mound and at the plate. I think the shift being gone is going to show Otani an ability that he's going to be able to hit doubles and hit hard singles and steal maybe steal a couple more bags. But I think he's not going to have as much power production, but I think he's probably going to make a lot more contact. He's probably not going to strike out as much because he's not going to be like, oh shit, if I hit it to the right side, it's an out. But... Of course, he's going to run, he's going to hit, he's going to pitch, and he's going to do everything the team needs. So, Otani to the moon. He's going to be insane. I hope he has another MVP year. He probably should have won it last year, but whatever. We're not going to get into that conversation. And my favorite pitching acquisition is next, Tyler Anderson. And you could probably flip the next two guys after this those three in any way and I wouldn't be opposed to how you would order this pitching staff I have it as Tyler Anderson Patrick Sandoval and Reed Detmers I would imagine Reed Detmers jumps Sandoval unless what happened 
unless a lot of things break wrong for Detmers, then then that's kind of shady. But anyways, I'm going to get into Tyler. We love Tyler Anderson. He's here for three years. He just did that really cool video with the Angels, and I learned that he wants to know more about David Fletcher, which made me smile because I would love nothing more than to see David Fletcher and Tyler Anderson just be buddy buddies. That would be pretty funny. Tyler is just a cool dude. And one thing he said in that video was the he's always down to golf, which I absolutely love. I love golf. And to see to see that little similarity just kind of put him in a A-OK spot in my book. So Tyler Anderson, you're a good dude. Hopefully you go out and just shove every game. And speaking of shoving, Patrick Sandoval, just absolute stud. He is one of my favorite players that I've seen play in a while. And he's going to have another good development year. He had a good building block year last year. He can just continue to keep going. I, I said it in my earlier episode that I think he's going to be one of the better pitchers in the AL West. I still stand by that. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. Just blow the doors off what we thought he can do. I think he's going to just do crazy things. Hopefully I'm right, because that would mean that the team is doing well as well. So, And now Mr. No-Hitter, Reed Detmers, he is doing very well. I, I loved that curveball straight out of the draft. In my head, when I was watching some film from him at Louisville, I was thinking, wow, that looks eerily similar to Clayton Kershaw. And of course, he's not going to be Kershaw. Kershaw is a great, but yeah, that that curveball is just amazing. And that slider changeup combo, he's making it play up a lot better than what it was a year and a bit ago when he was just getting called up and he would get hit and hit for power. So he's finding a way to miss bats so recently when he was pitching. And I think he's going to continue to do that through spring. I think he's going to try and work on that changeup just a little bit more. If he does that, he could really become a high, high number three, low number two guy if he gets a fourth pitch. That slider's already come a long way. I would consider it at least average. So I would love to see him just find that another gear just to go from a middle of the rotation of the guy to the upper middle. That would be super nice. The guy who we'll, we'll talk about next is right now the number five starter, but if the Angels do go out and sign another pitcher, which I would not be opposed to seeing someone come in at the moment, unless they go in-house, he's going to be the number five, and that's going to be uh, Jose Suarez, who came off of a good year last year he continued to build he had a rocky start but after a little while he just kind of found a groove and just did exactly what he needed to do he got a little bit more depth than we were used to seeing and when he got called up the first time he was like 20 and he's coming into his own now I think he's got a lot of good stuff now he's pitched very very well and I hope he takes another great jump. Just stay, even if he stays and does exactly what he did last year, I would consider that a good year. So that's perfectly fine with me. And this is the controversial spot. And I personally have Chase Silseth making the team out of spring. And 
a lot of people have said C-Rod. Some people have said Canning. Some people even said Jaime Berea, who I, I have a lot of thoughts on Berea. I'll get into him in a minute. But I, I think if they don't sign anyone, it's going to be Chase Silseth. He played very well when he was up. He pitched fantastic in double-A. And he's got a little bit of major league experience, but he looks good. He's one of the better pitchers that they have in their farm system. I think he's probably the third best prospect on this team beside the Kai Bush and Logan O'Hoppies. Those, those two, I'd probably put Edgar Caro at four and him at three. So I think that's another player who you could just bring up at the start. If not, they'll probably start with either Canning or C-Rod see if they both kind of whoever takes it if none of them do then they'll probably just call up Silseth in maybe May or June seeing what's happening if neither one of the Canning or Seagrod guys takes it push one of them into the bullpen potentially both of them but that's how the rotation plays out in my head but I'm going to get into the bullpen now and I'm going to talk more about Berea, Seagrod and Canning I have all three of them making the team, but I have them all in the bullpen. And my problem with Griffin Canning is his changeup. It has almost no separation from the fastball. So it's basically just a slower fastball that just gets absolutely grooved when he misses a middle-middle. He did have a little bit of a tendency to miss his changeup. So having a guy that can get a little bit more separation, if he could do that, I think he could still become a starter, but I've always liked him more out of the bullpen. And having an injury like that, he's potentially one injury away from never starting again. So why not just throw him in the bullpen now and let him play where he would probably end up anyways. So you can just leave the starting to the guys who have clean bills of health and let that fastball that is very good eat in the bullpen. Limit his innings a little bit, keep him healthy, and he'll be usable down the stretch run. That's where I see him playing. And similar thing for C-Rod. I hope he's going to have a good year. He is also dealing with the same back injury that he's had for a while. And it's a shame to see a guy who had starter potential lose it, similar to Canning. But it does play better in the bullpen. I like having guys that can get depth out of the bullpen because you never know what happens from game to game. You can have your ace go two innings one day and just completely have a meltdown. It happens. And you'll need those guys in the bullpen to eat up innings and just get innings thrown. Just pitch the ball. That's all. (laughs) I know that's very simple, but just... Go out there and give us some life. Keep us in it kind of thing. And that's what those two can do very well. But my long relief, long reliever is going to be Jaime Berea, who's probably going to get a couple spot starts. He's going to start in spring probably when he's getting a chance to fight for the sixth roster spot. All three of these guys will challenge for that. But Jaime did a really good job out of the bullpen last year. He was in that mop-up role, and he did it better than a lot of guys he did a lot of little things right. He just got through. He battled through a lot of tough innings. And I respect that quite a bit. Just went out there. He didn't have fantastic numbers, but he still had numbers that would be okay. 
on a winning team, and he can still get it done. Now we'll just get into the middle to the back end of the rotation, or the bullpen, sorry. And we'll go to Ryan Tapera, who's probably going to be one of those guys that they'll probably flip-flop with Aaron Loop, and they'll be the first guy out of the pen when the starter comes out in the fifth or the sixth or the seventh, and then they'll take over and work it to the setup guy, who I will get to in a minute. But these guys will be the first bullpen arm out, depending on who's pitched the day before or a couple days before, who needs a, who's got up to bat. If you have two lefties or whatnot, you can play the matchups with these two. But then after him and Loop, you can get to Jimmy Hergit, who I have as the setup guy this year. And I guess you could put slash closer because I think these two guys, there's going to be two guys closing for a majority of the year. I think Hergit's going to start out as the setup guy. That's probably where he's going to be used most in the late innings, like the bottom of the seventh, bottom of the eighth kind of thing, and potentially get a couple saves here and there if Estevez gets a lot of saves back to back to back and he pitched like three days and then you need another guy, you can go to the Jimmy Hergit. Just got that absolute frisbee slider. Love that pitch. It is so fun to watch. The funky delivery is super cool to watch. Hitters flail at that thing as he throws it up there. But now we'll get into Carlos Estevez, who was the reliever that they got, who came out of Cleveland, or sorry, Colorado, my bad. But he looks like he's going to have the exact opposite of what Jimmy Hergut does. He's going to throw hard, and he's not going to mess around. <laughs> Hergut's going to try and get the swing and miss with a lot of funk and misdirection. Hergut's just going to throw sliders and nah, not Estevez. He's going to throw fastballs and he's going to just blow you away. That's his game. They both get good numbers. So hey, to each his own, whatever works, right? So that's that's how I think the bullpen's going to situate. It's going to be Berea, Searod, Canning, Tapera, Loop, Hergit, and Estevez. Get a little bit, maybe another lefty in there. Maybe a Andrew Schiffin. Ooh, that would be a good signing. I I have loved this guy for so many years. I want him here so bad. He would fill probably two voids. You need another middle middle bullpen guy, and you need another lefty because all you have is Aaron Loop, and he would fit in so nice. He's not the power pitcher like Estevez. He's not the total funky like Jimmy Hergit. He's right in the middle. He's just a quality pitcher. And we just need, we don't need spectacular pitching. We just need above average. We don't need fantastic hitting. We just need above average. We just need to get that little push just above average. Just, we're not asking for the sun. We just need a little bit of light. Just a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Now I can get into the bench. Who I have a couple guys on the bench. I have five guys who I think are going to make it. I have Gio Urshela starting for first base against left-handed pitching. And he'll probably play third base when Rendon needs rest. And there was a little report that Phil Nevin had a little while ago. I think it was about a couple days, I think it was three days ago, that he said that he's probably going to play shortstop once to twice a week, which if 
he's just getting a couple days. That's fine. I don't have too, too much of an issue with that. But I do not want him regularly starting there. He's not a middle infielder. He's a corners guy. And if he sticks to that, that's fine. Phil's going to find spots for him. But he's going to get ABs. And he's going to be another... He's going to be one of the unsung heroes. He's not going to get too much credit. But he's not going to be a detriment. And he's going to be a positive war player, I hope, this year. I think he's going to be fantastic. And now we're going to get into one of the more bright spots of the depth part of this team and that's logan ohoppy i think he's gonna have a monster rookie year he still has eligibility so he is still in the conversation for rookie of the year he can still get votes i think he's probably gonna finish like top seven that's my bold prediction for ohoppy i think he's gonna finish seventh or better in prospect because there's a lot of good prospects in the al this year that's Nothing to do with Ohapi as a player. There's just so many good guys coming up that are going to challenge for that spot. So he's going to just have to outduel some of the best prospects in baseball. So it's kind of tough to do that. But anyways, he's going to be the primary catcher by the end of the year, I would hope. But he is going to start out as a pl- platoon with Stassi. Unless, of course, Stassi gets traded, then he'll probably either be the starter or that'll result in bringing in like a super stud catcher, but I don't expect that to happen. He'll probably be the starter if there's a trade. I like him. He's going to be a good bench bat to start if he's not starting a game. That's going to be good to have a nice, good, he's just an all-around quality hitter, so it would be nice to have him there if Stassi's in the game and you just need a little more pop. We'll get into Brandon Jury, who is the definition of depth he plays all over the infield we need that so bad he because now we're not one injury away from andrew velasquez starting every day for over half the year because now you have to go through brandon drury Gio Urshela, and that's after losing your renfro renhifo and david fletcher's so you have depth to combat injuries and I cannot stress the importance of depth enough. Drury does exactly that. He's going to have an, a couple home runs, probably 10 to 15. Going to have probably like a 260 average, maybe on the high side. But yeah, that's just what you need. You just need quality bats. And the most fun player that we picked up, we'll get into next, is Brett Phillips guy who barely got a major league deal but he's going to stay the fourth outfielder which is the perfect role for him he's not a starter but he's not a triple a guy so he fits perfectly in as the fourth outfielder but he's not going to become the starter if there's an injury to any of the starters what i mean by that is you're going to call up the mickey moniacs the joe adels before you start phillips That's why you keep him on the bench. He stays on the bench. He is the defensive replacement. And that is exactly what he needs to stay. If he stays that spot for the whole year, this team is probably winning games. If he is starting games, this team is probably losing games and Otani goes bye-bye. That is one of the more key spots to look for. Is Phillips starting games or is he not? If he's not we're probably in a good spot because that means that Trout, 
Ward, Renfro are all producing. So you have no risk of putting him in as the starter and just watching him get torched. But, and speaking of getting torched by pitching, Andrew Velasquez is the last guy I have making the 26-man roster. And it's good to have a guy like this. I know we didn't like having him starting games, and we all saw how much of a disaster his bat was. But when he did drop the switch hitting last year, his hitting ability just skyrocketed. Not a ton, but it did go up significantly. And that is something we could look for in spring if he does continue to stay batting from the one side that'd be fantastic because he will be a useful piece off the bench and if we go into an extra inning game and the Manford runner doesn't score and he's the next guy up he's gonna need to hit so if he can be able to score a couple runs with his bat instead of just with his glove and save runs that's gonna be fantastic just another little depth piece that we need but if Velazquez is starting games, similar to Phillips, we're not in a good spot, probably. And get into the guys on the bubble. Yeah, so there's a couple guys here that I wanted to talk about. There's Joe Adele, and there's a lot of question marks around this guy. I I'm personally have the opinion that this is his last year to prove it. If not, he's gone. I, I don't see them giving him another chance after this year. This is the last kick at the can. If not, you're gone. I would I would think that if he's not performing by the trade deadline, could be uh, maybe even send him with, o- if you are losing, send him with Otani just to see what you can get. See if, I mean, actually that would probably decrease his value to be honest, but never mind. Trade him separately. That's a bad idea. Yeah, so Joe Adele, last chance. Got to get it together, buddy. He's a five-tool potential player, but he's not playing like it, and he hasn't been for a while. It's kind of sad. I was rooting for this guy at AA, at AAA, and when he got called up to the MLB, I was super hyped. But he just his confidence just got shot down, and it's, it's sad to see. But, yeah, I, I would like to see the next guy potentially starting over him and that's Mickey Moniak who was the trade acquisition with the Phillies and in a Noah Syndergaard deal and I like him he's good he's basically everything that Joe Adele should be right now but he's also still just kind of figuring it out he he did get hit on the hand and missed time last year and that was really sad after he just came back he just needs to stay on the field I think he's probably going to challenge quite a bit for that roster spot, one of those 26 roster spots. I think he's going to be real close. But I think either him or Adele starting in the minors is okay. I don't have either one of them making the roster, so I think they're both going to be starting in AAA in probably the corners. But, yeah, it's sad to see. But, yeah, I hope he stays healthy, has a good spring, and continues to challenge for that roster spot. And Levon Soto is the next guy who had potential to make the shortstop spot, but I don't think he's ready yet for a full season. I think he's probably going to be one of those guys that you get called up after the Super 2 deadline. So he doesn't get the extra year of service time and whatnot, and they're probably just going to 
see what they can get and squeeze as little money out of that as possible. But he's he's going to have a good year in AAA. I would imagine he jumps from AA to AAA this year. If not, he's just going to tear it up in AA. But he he's going to be one of those guys that you're going to see him throughout the year. He's going to have a little bit of movement up and down. He's not going to be a quad A player, but he's going to spend time up and he might spend time down depending on how he performs. But he, he looks good. I'm excited for his future. And a, a guy who I had starting in the bullpen in the middle, just around where that Tapera loop area is, is Andrew Wance, who I thought was a lock for this bullpen. And I think with them DFAing him, said a lot more than people are saying in their confidence in what Wance does. I think he had a decent year. I think he has the potential to have another good year. But I don't know if the team has as much confidence in him when you're DFAing him. I don't know. I think he's still going to challenge for the the bullpen, like a, a good spot in the bullpen, but I'm not sure now. I do hope he has a fantastic year, but you never know. When when teams show their hand a little bit like that, you usually have to look into it a little bit more instead of just putting on the rose-colored glasses and saying, oh, you're just making room for a guy. Well, they usually don't get rid of the good guys if they're making room. So let's see how Wance does. I, I hope he has a good year, man. I, I don't want to lose him to AAA. And another depth piece, the last one I'll talk about today, is Matt Thice, who is... Your third catcher on the depth chart who will potentially come up and down maybe in the middle of the summer kind of to get guys a little bit of time off if they're hurting and whatnot, come up for injuries. But he played solid. I I think he had a very good year in AAA. He's going to be up in, up in the majors at some point, but he is running out of time to prove what he can do, similarly to Joe Adele. But that's one of those question marks. There's a lot of question marks that need to be answered, like with health, with will they continue what they're doing? Will they pick up what from last year and continue to go back to what they were? Will their hitting match what their fielding does? Will they continue to pitch better than what they did? Will they develop? Will injuries keep happening? Blah, 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 blah. All those weird questions that you need answered. That's pretty much it. I I don't know who else there is that's on the bubble. I might have missed a couple guys, but that's this is going to be a longer episode, but that's all I got for today. I hope you enjoyed. I hope I didn't ramble too, too much, but hope you all have a good day and go Halos.